What's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got a good one here for you guys this week. I talked to the director and the cast from the upcoming movie Float. Yes, Float. That one. Float is Lionsgate New Romance Float. Directed by my guest Sharon Lee. Written by, you guessed it, my guest Sharon Lee and Jesse Lavercombe. I hope I pronounced that right. Based on the widespread story by Kate Merchant and starring Andrea Bang, Robbie Amell, and Michelle Kuzik, who's also on this podcast, and Andrew Bachelor, aka King Batch, who is also on this podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about the movie Float. Float is a day to date release in theaters and on digital demand February 9th, 2024. And this is the story of a young lady who nearly drowns. A young woman unexpectedly falls for the small town lifeguard, if I can talk today, who saved her life. Man, it's a romantic movie. It's dope. It's awesome. I get a chance to chap it up with him. And then on top of that, you know, I watch the movie too and we follow up. But one of the things I can say. They here on this podcast, and I'll ask all my questions. But the movie Float on theaters and on demand. Um, you can check it out as soon as you can, February 9th. But before we jump into all of that, we got to pay some bills around here. And one of the things we would like to do, everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast, can be found at samshownation.com. Your home! Everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. Man, we're going to chop it up with these good folks. But before you do, if you are going to samshownation.com, you can go on the homepage and current promotions page. There's a donate button. You can hit that donate button. You can give whatever makes you feel like a good person. Because I promise you, every single solitary red cent goes right back to this podcast to make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. And we do that. And we do that for y'all. Hey, man, server costs. It ain't cheap, but we're going to do it for y'all. So we're going to do it that way with the podcast. Also, if you want a little bang for your buck with this podcast, you, yes, you, you can always go to JustTalkWithSam.com and you get that store link and you can get, whether it be Just Talk With Sam, stickers, t-shirts, hats, whatever you want to do to rock your favorite podcast as you are out in your daily life you could do it right there only thing i actually do is go to just talk with sam.com hit the shop link and get all your stuff there i will guarantee that all the profits go right back into this podcast to make it a bigger better greater podcast speaking of the podcast itself you go to samshownation.com no g in talking just talking with sam and you yes you you can hit the podcast link and you can listen to every podcast you want to right then and there maybe i should say this up front but i'm gonna say it up front every podcast we have with a special guest you can find on our youtube page at just talking with sam no g and talking on the youtube and you can check out all of your favorite podcasts right then and there you can get the visual element but if you listen to the audio element you can get it right there on the podcast page at samshownation.com and whatever you use maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently wherever you listen to podcasts whether it be spotify apple uh tune in stitcher uh spotify whatever you got just put in just talking with Sam, iheart radio whatever just put in just talking with sam no g and talking and subscribe rate and review 
right then and there. However you listen to podcasts, we are right there. We are wherever podcasts can be found. Before I jump to this awesome podcast with the cast and director of Float, I got to get sharing her props. I want you to visit some of our sponsors. And my first sponsor is the good folks at Honey. Oh, yeah. Honey. Yes. Go to SamShowNation.com. You click that Honey link and all of your online shopping can be cured. We don't save you some money with that Honey. Go to SamShowNation.com. On the current promotion page, hit honey. Look, I'm just, I'm just gonna put on front street. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Now, if you're trying to get some cool stuff, I need you to remember, get that honey and save you some money with that honey, because your honey, or whoever your Valentine's Day is, if you are shopping right now, you're cutting it close. I want to make it plain. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, but if you're doing that thing, I implore you to go to SamTronNation.com, get that honey link, and by getting that honey link, you can save yourself some money, regardless, uh, it's over 500,000 different online merchants, click the honey link, it scours the entire internet, looking for discounts, will that be free shipping, will that be partial shipping, will that be... Uh, money off your purchase, whatever you're doing, get that honey, save some money. Please thank me later. Get it. Go to samshownation.com. Get it. Thank me later. Please save yourself some money with that honey. And if you're doing something with honey for your honey on this Valentine's Day, you, you may have to thank me twice because, you know, online shopping. I get it. Save yourself some money with that honey. Go to samshownation.com, current promotions link, click the honey link. The next sponsor I would like to talk about is the good folks at NFL Shop. Yes, that NFL Shop. You go to samshownation.com, you will see things from that NFL Shop. We only have one more football game left, and it's called the Super Bowl. If you're listening to my voice right now, Your team may not be in it. You may want to get a jump on everything related to football because we got a solid five months before we start talking about NFL football again. You may not get your favorite team, but, but, hey, what if your team is in the game right now? If you are a San Francisco 49ers fan or you love those Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll take the Swifties with those Kansas City Chiefs. You, yes, you, you can go to samshownation.com. And yes, you, you can hit the NFLshop.com link. And you can get whatever you want with free shipping. Any shipping that's over. Or any order that's over $34. By putting in the promo code NFL34. In the promo code link as you hit ship. No, just free shipping. Get your gear ready. Whether you're a Chiefs fan, 49ers fan, or you're a fan of all of the other NFL teams, get an early start. You can rep your team in the offseason, but the best way to do it is go to samshownation.com. Click that NFLshop.com link. Go ahead, rep your team right before the Super Bowl. And lastly, Certainly not leastly. 
the big dog of them all, Target. Hey, I want to be upfront with you about Target, about my good sponsor, Target. I know I'm here to talk about floating. We're going to talk about that in this podcast. But with the Super Bowl very close to us, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So one thing I would I would suggest if you watch the movie Float, it's Valentine's Day, you with your sweetie, you're going to watch Float. But I want you to go to Target. And you can share that love at Target. Because you can celebrate Valentine's Day with the movie Float. That we've been talking about some good people with the movie Float. It is a romance. Oh, you get very romantic with us. But then I want you to go to Target first. Go to samshownation.com. You click that Target link. Yes, you can share the love with BOGO items. You could get buy one, get one 50% off on all of your Valentine's Day stuff because you're sharing the love. Whether that be cards, candies, chocolates, board games, activities, uh, activity kits, I should say, um, books, video games, whatever you want to do, all things Valentine's Day, you get a BOGO, but the only thing you need to do is go to samshownation.com, you click that Target link, and not only can you get that done, you can go to your friendly neighborhood Target, have you ordered you can go into the store and get it from the pickup desk. If you put that option there, they bring it up right out to your car. You can get on with your Valentine's Day. I recommend watching the movie Float. Trust me on this one. And then you go to Target and you get what you need. Maybe you want to watch something with some munchies. You want to get some popcorn. You want to get some drinks. You want to get everything you need to set the mood when you watch that movie Float. You know who got your back? Your friendly neighborhood Target. And the best way to do it is go to SamTronation.com. You click that target link, shops you normally would. So, that's enough of me right now. I'm finna talk to some good people. I'm finna talk to Sharon Lee, Michelle Cousy, and Andrew Bachelor, who all star and direct the movie Float. I will see you guys in about 90 seconds. This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Subscribe right with you on iTunes, Joe. Obviously, if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. All right, all right. Um, hello, Sharon. How you doing today? 
I'm good. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing ecstatic. I feel great. Super lucky to be here. I know we don't have a lot of time. I don't know if you know about my podcast, but we like we are very grateful for anyone who wants to just talk with us. So we got to do something out of love. We call it the over the top introduction. Can I do that for you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is award-winning director, writer, and producer. Also is a certified bona fide globe trotter booty. You know her from her work on Meet the Family, The Things You Think I'm Thinking, and the lady behind you politely to hurry up at Bang Bang Ice Cream and Bakery. And that's what we're here to talk about today is her debut feature film called Float, available February 9th. 2024 in selected theaters and tons of streaming platforms. The only thing she enjoys more than filmmaking is a nice glass of red wine. Her mama's al fresco. Shout out to Mama Lee. And if you ask very, 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 very nicely, a chocolate fondue for dessert. Sherry Lee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. That was awesome. <laughs> well, Sherry. I'm super excited to meet you, mainly because I first learned your work um, on Kim's Convenience. And fun fact, my sister Christina had put me up on Kim's Convenience, and her birthday's coming up in a few days as of this recording. And I learned a little bit more about you and your style and just playing who you are. Um, and quite honestly, since we're talking about this movie, is that where you first met Andrea Bang? Yes, that is where I first met Andrea on Kim's Convenience. Yes, we worked together on that show. Okay, and you've also worked on Code 8, which I assume is where you met Robbie? So actually, I came on to Float. I met Robbie through Float, um, and we ended up working together on Code 8 Part 2 together Mm. as well. Okay, okay. Well, the reason I brought that up is because... This is very this story is very character driven. There's a lot of like little short stories with each character, but it was very important to cast in those right people. So what was it about those two to be the lead in um float? Wow. Well, um I actually was brought onto the project um by Robbie and Robbie's team. So uh, he was already attached to the project from the get-go. Um, they had optioned this uh, Wattpad property and um, by Kate Merchant. And um, I got to read the book and got to... It was really special because I, I saw so much of myself in it and got to sort of pitch them my take on, on the film. And it all worked out, and and that was really cool. In terms of casting, I mean, I think as with as a love story, we obviously wanted our our two leads to to have chemistry, but um, it's difficult to articulate how we went about that. I think it's a, it's a largely intuitive uh, process. Um, but, you know, we also did this over the pandemic and we had to do our chemistry reads online. <laughs> um, but, you know, we could see that they were great together, even through these these virtual, um, you know, chemistry reads. 
And then uh, having them in the room together, you know, first day on set, we were all very excited because we could see that that there was definitely some great chemistry between them. Okay, okay. And you did mention a little bit about the book that this is based on, but there Mm -hmm. was a few, this is an adaptation of that, but you made a few changes that is uh, from your personal journey. What made you, well, what inspired those changes? Yeah, so, you know, the book is about a 17-year-old from Alaska who is shipped to Florida by her parents to hang out with her aunt for the for the summer because they, they're getting a divorce and they don't know who to take her. And then she nearly drowns that and is saved by her lifeguard, you know, boy next door. And for me, you know... I could relate to so much of that. I am an immigrant. I was born in Taiwan and moved to Montreal very young and never really got around to swimming lessons. And so I took adult swimming lessons when I was older and went traveling and fell in love while I was traveling. So this kind of idea of summer romance was a real thing for me it wasn't a fairy tale and this other aspect of you know tension with your parents having a complicated relationship with your parents and being able to really communicate with them and connect with them is something that I still you know am going through with my family so I was really interested in telling a love story that was grounded in reality um, to show that this could happen to you because it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and, and yeah, just, you know, not, um, not, yeah, I didn't want it to be a fairy tale. I wanted it to feel really real and have our characters have real problems and confront those realities with each other. Okay, okay. And you directed this uh very well. And I and I love it because there is such a real world environment that you are creating and I'm gonna to touch on these like little stories. Well, I don't know how much I wanna do, I don't wanna give away the movie. But at the same time, yeah. I guess did you feel more I I guess the word I wanna use is vulnerable because you are using your life experience Say, hey, mm-hmm. uh, Andrea, I did this instead of that. I would assume you're Waverly. So, um, so like, yeah. hey, I would take it this way or did, you know, putting your life on display on such a big level. How, yeah. how did you feel about that? You know, as I was adapting it, um, I wasn't really thinking that people were going to see this, you know, <laughs> But when I started watching it with other people, I was like, oh, I was I was actually a little shocked myself when I was watching the film, how much of me was on there. And I actually said to Andrea, I was like, I know that's you, but it feels like I'm up there. Right. <laughs> um, so it is a vulnerable experience. Um, and... And that's, uh, it can be scary, but I've also been really moved by the response. And, you know, a lot of people have felt connected to her and have felt seen by her um, or, you know, through her, I guess. Um, and that's so special. And I'm, I'm uh, really glad that, 
you know, me put me, my vulnerability on screen <laughs> is helping people feel more seen and more and less alone. So. Okay. Um, the main through line in this love story is learning how to swim. Um, um, you talked about in your own personal life, you had to learn how to swim, take adult swim classes. You see Waverly in the movie take swim classes because of what happened to her. And if you ask me, I looked at Andrea while she was swimming. I don't think she was acting. I think she was actually learning how to swim as it went along. Is, is that true? Was she, does she That's know true. how to swim? Because it looks like she was actually learning how to swim. If not, she's just an awesome actress. Yeah, yeah she, I mean, it's a mix because part of the reason why she was such a great fit for the role is that she also was not a hundred percent confident in the water. So we got her swimming lessons for this film. And so, and we always had a swim instructor around so that, you know, if anybody, if she ever felt, you know, unsafe, we were there, but, um, but yeah, she, you're right. Like she's not like, you know, super comfortable. So that was real. It was real, but she was kind of learning how to swim. All right. Well, along with that, like learning how to swim is such a metaphor for this movie because it's not just learning how to swim, but how to navigate your own life. Uh, Waverly is in this place where everyone loves her and everyone, and she's not family. Well, she is family, but to um, her aunt, but everyone's meeting her for the first time. And she finally get a chance to kind of sort of create her own family because the her mom and dad are going through their things. They have kind of a strained relationship growing up. So the allegory of learning how to swim, how does that fit in with Waverly or to some degree you? Because, you know, you kind of adapt it to you. Yeah, for sure. I think this whole um the parallel of like floating versus learning how to swim you know like survival mode and like sort of going through life um going with the currents like going with the flow you know is different than swimming and like choosing a direction choosing a path and choosing where you want to go um so, yeah, she was learning to swim, but she was also learning to decide for herself where she want, what she wanted to do, who does she want to fall in love with, you know, and what she's going to do with her summer, but also with her parents and with her life, you know. Right. So it's definitely uh, there, that that analogy. Okay, um, I have to do this because we're getting up against it. So I only have a few more questions left. But um, what is it? Uh, you talked about the premiere and how people gravitated towards uh, the story. But what would you? Because there's going to be some new people who see this after this podcast. I don't know if you know that or not, but there's going to be some new people. So what do you want the audience to experience while they're watching this film? Well, I definitely want them to have a good time and be transported to this beautiful place and maybe give them some more faith and love and in community. Um, but I think more, I guess, importantly, I hope people walk away with a bit more courage to be brave and talk to the people that they love honestly and to be more vulnerable and to really say how they feel and what they want so that people can really meet them okay 
Um, my kind of follow-up question to this is very selfish. I want to make that plain. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to ask. I, I got you here. It would be dumb not to ask this question. You ever thought about a follow-up sequel? Because there, are, we talked about these little stories, and without the risk of ruining this movie, there are so many unanswered questions. We still got Waverly, her job. We still got what happened with the romance. What happened in the fall when the summer ended? What happened with her parents? There was a baby. It's so many unanswered questions. You ever thought about yes. you know, bringing it back, <laughs> running it back one more time? Just answer all these questions. There's definitely a lot of, uh, I mean, I wanted this movie to feel real. So I wanted there to be a future out there waiting for them. So yeah, who knows what will happen um, next, but I certainly hope we get to see all of these, these friends back together again. Okay. Um, I know this is it. This is the last one. Um, we're up against it, but I have to ask It's obligatory, but I want to know, uh, I've been loving you for a while since Kim's convenience What's next on the horizon for you. Well, I uh, just worked on the TV show called Run the Burps, and it's currently airing its latest season. So look out for that. My episodes are coming up. <laughs> and I'm also uh, in the process of financing um, another a feature drama that is an original screenplay that I've written. So I'm really excited to share that hopefully soon. All right. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. Um you are welcome back. Anytime you want to come back, we could chop it up. There's so many things I didn't talk about. Apparently, you learned French. You're a go-to karaoke <laughs> singer. Uh, I want to know your go-to song, but you're welcome back. We'll revisit <laughs> all of those questions that I didn't get a chance to ask. If you're wondering, I'm partial to Dua Lipa, if you're, if you're wondering. So um, that's what I got for right now. And I love me some French, too, so I, I, I do that, too. But what I was uh, getting at, when I go karaoke, we will chop that up next time you're here. Sharon, thank you so much for dropping by the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. All right. Uh, Michelle, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Nice to meet you, Sam. I see you uh, like cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep I gotta keep it tight. But speaking of people keeping it tight, we got to keep it tight because we ain't got a lot of time here. But before That's we good. start every podcast, Michelle, I don't know if you know about my podcast, we are slobberingly grateful for anyone who wants to sit on that other side and be my guest and so much of your caliber who i have watched your career we do something that's called the over the top intro can i butter your bread a little bit can i do that for you of course of course i can't wait (laughs) ladies and gentlemen my next guest is award-winning actor writer and director she has appeared in a myriad of television shows and films including saving face hawaii 50 a million miles away and what we are here to talk about today float in theaters and digital and on demand starting February 9th, 2024, the only thing more extensive than my guest IMDB profile is the amount of items in her online shopping cart. Michelle Kuzik, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. That was quite an intro. I feel like storming the castle now. <laughs> you should. You're that powerful. You're that special. Yes, I watch you in Hawaii Five-O. I watch you in different stuff. And the only way I love about your name, I, I promise we're going to get the flow in a second. But I, 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 but like some of the things that you've done, not only in front of the camera, behind the camera too. You teach, you lecture, you help a lot of people who want to 
jump into this crazy world that we have, you know, allowed ourselves to be into, and you're giving them pointers, what and what not to do. That is commendable. If no one has ever told you yet, you, I'm telling you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I am. I'm. Uh, I'm oozing uh, every kind of process possible: creative support, you know, making the work, being in the work. Uh, I am a creative person. <laughs> well, speaking of a creative person, I want to talk about Aunt Rachel for a second. Aunt Rachel is fun, complex, and a little bit of um, a little bit of everything. Just to be quite honest, if you watch Flow, what made you want to take on this character? Well, I normally play very broken characters, very emotionally uh, driven characters that are that are running from crisis or or encountering crisis or dying, you know. Um, and yeah. Rachel, Rachel is just she's just center of the road, reliable. She is very liberated. She knows who she is, and she's doing the right things by being her ally by being Waverly's ally and we all need someone like Rachel in our lives we need that inner critic that we have in our heads to be turned on its head and saying the opposite of what they're normally saying you know passing judgment telling us what to do instead Rachel is the one that is giving advice and then saying which which path do you take do you choose you or do you choose this you know now, one thing about Rachel's character that I love, and I um, I got a chance to talk with the director earlier, and we, we talked about one of her, um, I don't know if I should tell you this, I don't know if she told you this, but um, <laughs> one thing that um, she made it very plain that everyone has their own little story. And, you know, quite honestly, when Sharon was talking to me, Rachel's a bit of a rebel to some degree, where... She didn't stick on the beaten path that her family, when we talk about it, it's very, very hard to talk about this movie without spoiling stuff, but um, her sister, Waverly's mother, and she kind of rebelled from the path that both of them were supposed to take, and I'll use air quotes as I say that. Um, can you speak a little bit about that, or did you know that that was one of the little you know, nuggets she tossed in there? Yes, uh, Sharon and I, we talked about the backstory of Rachel, how she got to this little town of Holden. Um, and in terms of uh, what where Rachel has come from, she is a bit of the black sheep of the family in that she broke through the expectations of her parents and has done something quite different than what they expected. So she's really earned her place in terms of being able to say, you know, she's walked the walk. And now she's in a space where she lives in this town that she thought that, I mean, she was married and then she got divorced, but she stayed in that town. And this is a town that usually sees tourists come and go. It's not necessarily a town you would stay in. So because of that, you, you really start to meet all the different characters in this town and you realize that. You know, like most towns that are kind of touristy, they're like paradise. But for the people who stay, what is that town? You know, there are towns that that town holds a lot of issues like for Blake. You know, it's not necessarily the perfect town for him. So um, so it really kind of presents a whole a whole world that, you know, for some characters works and for other characters, it doesn't work. Speaking of characters, you've played a lot of them. And I mean, throughout your work. 
How would you say Aunt Rachel is different or similar to you as a person, as Michelle? I think Rachel is now where I'm coming to as a person. Uh, it's taken me a long time. And this is kind of why I do all the things that I, I do, you know, Sam, which is that the process of being an artist is is constantly having a conversation with who you are, what you're trying to do, what what kind of work you're trying to put out there, and why is it meaningful? Why why does it deserve visibility? Because it's very very hard to be an artist in our in our culture. Everything gets you know it it, it becomes monetized, and when you're in that conversation with yourself, you start to learn a few things that you wish you had known ten or twenty years ago. And Rachel is at the place now where I'm finally meeting up with myself, where I can say these words, and I actually mean it. I actually mm. believe it. Whereas maybe five years ago, I don't know if I could say these words and really know that I actually understand what these words mean. You know, I've really earned my right to having learned these lessons so that I can give the lesson now. And in talking to this younger version of myself, which is played by Andrea Bang, I'm, I'm in a sense, I'm talking to myself, you know, I'm able to give myself this advice. Whereas before, I never would have been able to really do that. Okay. Now, I want to kind of shift roles a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about Michelle and how Rachel and Michelle meet, because you may not talk to... Uh, probably talked to and Andrea when you were out there, you were doing the lecture series, you've done some online work, you've had extensive interviews with this, and you always talk about uh, the multiple paths in the process when it comes down to acting. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and how you applied that to this role? Do you mean like the craft of acting technique? I don't think we have that much time, but um, I was getting at like the path that leads you here and how you just kind of like knock it out of the park, which you did, by the way, because you got a, you said something that stuck out to me and I'm paraphrasing. And right. it was when you get a character, you kind of have to find that part in you and then kind of turn it up a bit. Now that's my understanding of it. So is that something you yeah. did with uh, Rachel? Yeah, I mean, I think with Rachel, if anything, I was trying to kind of tune her up, but really Sharon wanted me to tune her down um, because she, because I tried to make her maybe more of like the crazy aunt character. That's okay. that's a comic relief. Okay. But Sharon, I think because we're we're living in more of a romance drama, not necessarily a romance comedy. Rachel was much more sincere and honest and nothing is being put on her. She's not, she's not being the crazy aunt, you know, she's not like trying to do something to distract from the main character. She's really just there for the main character to really, really listen to as an, as an intuitive mother. So for me, that's, that's kind of naturally who I am, to be honest with you. But nobody's really asking me to do that. <laughs> Usually, I'm playing the the strict, mean character, the yep. villainous character. I'm I'm playing a lot of tropes that we have seen. Mm -hmm. I'm probably way more connected to Rachel in this part than I have maybe, maybe to other parts where I'm asked to like kill people or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually leading into my next question because. <laughs> Without a doubt, I can't think of a lighter character that you have played than Aunt Rachel off the top of my head. 
you have been the mean person. You have either been killing someone, dying, um, just just plain unfriendly to be around. So let's just let's just let's just bring that out. And I'm not getting that from Rachel. I'm not getting that from you, actually. So what was the how did you like it or how did you take it in when you guys went to the premiere and saw it? Where you were like, Hey guys, you know, I, I was that person, didn't kill anyone this time, you know. <laughs> Or I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But how was it with the premiere seeing yourself in a different light? And how did the audience treat you in a different light? You know, it's funny. My friends who know me, they all said, oh, this character is very much like you because they know me, you know, whereas, you know, for the general public, you know, I have more of the personas that I play. So, um, you know, when I when I did Anime Wong, I was playing this iconic character that was very, very intimidating to figure out how to step into those shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so so yeah, I I think in many ways I am just kind of more like Rachel, and it's cool to hear someone say, "Oh, this is very much like who you are," because to me that think I think that that is not obvious, but obviously to people who know me, it, it's it's very apparent. So I think it's it's nice. It's you know sometimes as an actor, you kind of don't know what it's going to look like until you finally see it up on screen. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of like oh yeah, that is me kind of like as a hippie, as an artistic hippie. <laughs> but that's also just who I am. <laughs> okay, okay. Now speaking of things, now this is some I read on the internet. If you want to shut this down, you can. Um, okay. I know filming. You know sometimes there's a bit of downtime. And I read on the internet that you are a bit of an extreme sports enthusiast. You enjoy some hang gliding, snowboarding, and just you're right there on location. Did you get a chance to get into any of that stuff while you were there, or is it just kind of you're there to work? No, when I, well, with this role, I was able to play because that's what the character needed was for me to be in play mode. So I was playing, but in that area where we were, the play was like being in nature. It was like hiking, looking at waterfalls, <laughs> walking through, through you know, pine forests. So it, it, I wouldn't say my enthu- my sport enthusiast came out. And it's been a while, I'll be honest, because I have kids now, so I don't have the time to do the things that I used to do. But in terms of this film and and what I was able to do, I think I probably had a lot more fun than most because I I had more time in between setups. Okay. You know, to go to my hotel and and or take a day off. Okay. Okay. And I get it. When you get kids and like me, I rock the ring, got the wife, got the kids. I can't exactly do a lot of stuff I used to do either without an explanation. I like. <laughs> so I I totally get it. Yes. Now we're getting up. I always eat, though. I always eat. Well, I, 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 Andrew Bachelor um, and I and the rest of the cast, we would we would go out and we would have meals together, and that's always something that I have to say is consistent. <laughs> okay. Did you have a favorite? Did you have a, a favorite meal or something? Oh yeah, I was I was telling someone else that that um, Andrew on our first cast dinner out ordered this. Uh, he ordered the sushi platter. It was like the premium deluxe supreme. It mm-hmm. was tall and about five feet wide, and it came on a boat. Okay. And they delivered this boat to our table, and um, 
And I think he said something, and I don't think he was joking, but he was like, this is my portion. <laughs> and I think he like ordered one to go or something, but I was very impressed that I was being out eaten at the dinner table, which is, you know, that's, that's very hard to do for an Asian foodie like myself. Oh my goodness. He said it came on a boat. Look, I have to speak with him a little bit later. I'm bringing that up. I have to bring that up. Okay, um, good, good. But we're up against it. Obligatory question I have to ask. What's next on the horizon for you? I have a film called Tiger Mom that's in post. I, I um, was part of the writing team for it. It stars Ken Jeong. It's about uh, Asian tiger mothers. Um, I'm also in another film called Afterbirth. Um, we haven't shot that yet, but I'm also one of the producers. It's about a woman who goes through a very um, traumatic birth and then discovers that her baby starts talking to her and whispering evil things in her ear. I'm very um, curious to see that. Go yeah. on. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. I want to see that. No worries. And I'm hoping to make the uh, feature-length film of Nian, which is based on my short film Nian. I'm the writer-director and waiting for that to be greenlit as okay. a feature. Well, Michelle, it's always a pleasure. I wish I had more time. When those projects come out, you got a home here. You want to come in and chop it up. Who knows? We'll have a hat for you. Whatever. Whatever we got to do. Um... We're doing it here. We wish you much success, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. All right. All right. Andrew Bachelor, how you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Man, I'm doing great. Hey, I ain't got a lot of time. Let's just jump right into this interview. If you're good with it. Yes, sir. Like, before any interview, I got to say this. Up front. I don't know if you're familiar with my podcast, but we are slobberingly grateful for every fan, every person, and especially every guest that we have. So we do this thing called the Over the Top Intro. Can I butter your bread a little bit? Can I can I, can I? I talk good about you a second? Go ahead. Talk good, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the presence of royalty. He may be Canada's greatest export. He is the president. The Florida State University's track and field department. Go Seminoles. Hashtag one tribe. You may know my next guest as an actor, comedian, director. You may have seen him in countless projects such as House of Lies, Black Jesus, Wildin' Out, The Walking Dead, and what we're here to talk about today, Float, in theaters and digital and on demand, February 9th, 2024. Before we get into all of that, let's talk about that backflip, though. <laughs> bachelor. Hey, 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 Rich, welcome to the podcast. So good. That's probably the best intro I've had in my whole entire life. I appreciate that. My mama don't even introduce me like that to people she loves. This is this is a blessing. Thank you, brother. Matt, I gotta do it. I know. Andrew Batch, King Batch, you you my guy. I have to do this. I guarantee. I promise. We're gonna talk about floating second. But I have <laughs> to say this. This is, I thank you so much, man. I've been following your career since Vine, and at that time. I had a job I hated. Capital H hated. And you got me through <laughs> that job six seconds at a time. So thank you so uh, much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate just, it. Oh man, I'm just glad I could tell you to your face. But let's get into <laughs> it, man. I, okay. I do I do I float? Do I say King Batch? Do I say Andrew Bachelor? Uh, oh, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, batch is fine, just batch. Well, batch, one more time. How do you describe yourself? Are you an actor, comedian, director? 
Uh, I would just say entertainer. I, I look at it as, you know, not putting myself in a box. I kind of look at it as an artist. You know what I mean? Like you, you give an artist a blank canvas, they put whatever they want on it. They can paint it all black. They can paint it with colors. They can, you know, put a hologram on it. They can put a statue on it. You can put whatever. So I just look at it all as as just art. You know what I mean? Just give me give me uh, an idea and let me try and make it come to life. Man, the movie Float, I like Jesse. I really do. I really like the character Jesse. What made you want to take on that character? Yeah, so that that was a uh, an interesting role of my. I actually have done four films with Robbie Amell, who who plays Blake, and he's actually a producer on this film. And he needed someone to play his best friend, and you know he needed someone that he could vibe with, who had, he had chemistry with. So he hit me up, and I instantly said, "Yeah, man, I'm down to to come play." Man, I'm loving this role, and I love how authentic you are to the character. Now, I'm going to say this, and I hope I ain't crossing no lines here. There are many similarities between yourself and your own personal journey in this character, because in the movie, I see how close you are to your sister in the movie. But throughout interviews, throughout some of these vines, throughout just I've been a lifelong fan, you are very close to your actual blood sister. Did you use that as motivation as Jesse or... It, it oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, that was that that's what made it easy for me. It's like, oh, um, you know, I grew up with my sister, I work with my sister, I do everything with my sister. So this was uh this was an easy type of role to dive into. Okay, okay. And yeah. like just looking at it on paper, how similar is your life compared to Jesse? I there's there's some glaring differences, but how similar would you feel is a little, you know. Yeah, I would say the hustle mentality. Like I'm always trying to uh to figure out a way to make things work, you know? Uh figure out what's the next move, what's the next uh where where's the next paycheck coming from? I'm always thinking ahead and I think Jesse's the same way. Man, like I, I heard about the premiere because I talked to some of your fellow actors before I talked to you. Now we're gonna get on that in a second. Cause I, <laughs> I talked to a few people. They they had some they had some questions that themselves. So I'm just gonna yeah. repeat that to you if they ain't said it before, but they said at the premiere, you guys have been working on this for years. You guys worked on this uh, right after COVID, if not during uh, some things were during COVID. And you never got a chance to see the movie until the premiere. How yeah. was that just seeing all of that and then, boom, right in your face? It was your first time seeing it. How was uh, it? I love it. That's actually how I prefer to to watch the movies. I, I um A lot of times when I when I go to premieres, people ask me questions about the movie and we shot it two or three years ago. I don't even know how to answer the question because I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, so, you know, but I prefer it that way. I want to go into it, forgetting everything, going into it, like really enjoying it, really watching it as a fan. Um, and that's what I loved about Float. I was able to go in there, watch it as a fan, and, and I, I really enjoyed it. That's dope. That's dope. Because now here's... Here's one of these things where I have to ask the question that I've, I've talked to a few people before you. Mm. So I got a chance to talk to the director. I talked to Sharon. Yeah, I talked to Sharon. Yeah. And um, one of the things she said I thought that was pretty dope is that each character, as she was directing, has these like little baby stories in their own life. And then it goes into this big thing, which is the movie Float. Now knowing that, she said in a sequel, if if we were to revisit this, 
you know, she want to bring uh, people back together, and we explore some of those little stories. So I'm asking you, what are some of the things with Jesse by herself that it was like, no, I didn't really get closure on that, or I, I want to explore this more. What is somebody, your character, that you just, if there was a sequel, yeah, let's revisit this. Hmm. First of all, my sister and, and the baby. Mm-hmm. Got closure on that. Um, and also my love life. Come on now. Yeah, Jesse was very single throughout this entire movie. I mean, <laughs> he was single and happy. He was good. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm not right. saying he wasn't happy. But like, there was a point he was just like serving drinks for a part of the time. You was a kick-ass best friend. You did everything right. But it was just like, all right, there, there's more to this. That, yeah. That's just me. That's just me. If, it, oh, if yeah. I'm wrong, let me know. No, 100%. All right, before this, we also talked to your co-star Michelle Cousy. And um, I'm just going to ask. I'm paraphrasing what she said. Yo, what's up with the sushi boat, man? The sushi boat? Yeah, the sushi boat. She said, oh, off camera, y'all had a little bit of downtime. Y'all went out to eat. And everybody was, and you ordered this big, gigantic boat of sushi. And you was just housing it. And we was just like, you thought, it was, she thought it was for the table. It was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's mine. Yeah, that's your boy. <laughs> oh, I love sushi. I love me some sushi. That's my uh that's in my top that's in my top five for sure. Alright, uh, I gotta uh, ask. Any specific type? What, what are we talking here? Uh I like me a nice little, you know, little uh baked crab hand roll. You okay. know, nice little uh shrimp tempura cut roll, avocado cucumber roll. Ooh, you get me started. Oh. I didn't mean to. I'm just I'm just I just want to toss that out there. <laughs> but um like watching this movie was pretty dope man and i, I want to say this in as a fan i'm saying this as a fan um like i've seen you do so many things and i also saw you when you started on vine does all of those things kind of help you just get that muscle ready to do it on camera for a project like this or any other projects you've been on yeah i think uh you know as as far as an entertainer, you want to just keep the muscle moving. You want to just keep it going. You want to keep the machine going. Um, and if, if you know, if I wasn't acting, I'd probably be the crazy guy walking down the street doing characters. You know what I mean? It, like, it's in my blood. It's who I am. So uh, I think that, yeah, everything I do is just, it's just, you know, oiling up the machine. Okay. Okay. Now, um, obviously, I talked about it in the intro or whatever, but you had an athletic background, um, and obviously, you're an entertainer. When was the last time you just got out there? I just, I just want to show the people I could pole vote. I just want to show them that I still got that muscle in me. Has that ever come up? Or yeah, I actually, hit, I actually hit the track. Uh... Every, every like the last couple Mondays, I've been hitting the track and just and just running. Um, there's there, there's no field events at, at these open tracks, so I can only do the running. But I make sure I'm beating everybody that I'm running. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, in subsequent projects, any future projects, you think you could just pencil that in, just work out, just 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 like one time, like for whatever reason, I'm pole vaulting. <laughs> just for no reason whatsoever. You just have to do a scene where you do that. Uh, I mean that that would be kind of random. They'd be like, "What is what is what is this doctor doing?" <laughs> exactly. And um, one of the questions I also um I got, and I'm not gonna name this person, but when I 
one of your co-stars. When I ask this question, you're going to know exactly who it is. Hmm. So I ain't naming names. I, I want to do my part and keep them anonymous, if that if that makes sense. But you'll know exactly who it is. What was the what was the vine you was most um, proud of? The vine? Yeah. Uh, now you gotta think. I don't want to out this person, but this person has to be old enough to remember vine. There we go. I'll just shut up right now. All right. Let what, me what's up. my favorite vine that I've done? Yeah. Um, I would probably say the backflip one. Okay. Who do I you think, think said it? Who do I think said it? Yeah. Was it Robbie? I'm not saying the names. I'm just, that's why I asked the question. Who do you think? That's, that's it. And that's it. That, I, I'll leave it alone. I'm just going <laughs> to leave you with that one. It's, we go, we go have you mess with that one. But uh-huh. we're getting against it right now. We up against it. I'm looking at the clock. I have to ask because this is almost obligatory. Um, whenever I, I loved everything you've done in Float. I loved everything you've done in your career. You want to come back and chop it up? You are a guest. You're welcome here. No, you, know, you don't need to. You just sit down. We can chop it up on the podcast. But I got to ask, what's next on the horizon, King Batch? Yeah, I uh, got royalty, man. I got to say it out loud. <laughs> uh, we got uh, February 25th. We got um, The Walking Dead, the one who's the ones who live. That comes out. Um, I got a film, an action film that I'm starring in, producing called Miles Ryder. Uh We'll be filming that later this year. Uh, yeah, just just these projects. Well, Batch, whenever you want to come back and chop it up, you always have an open door invitation to come back and just chop it up with me. It's been awesome, and um, I know we up against it, man, but much continued success in your career, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. All right, man, have a great one. All right, peace. All right. Yeah. Bye. And there you have it. That was it. That was Sharon Lee, Michelle Kujic. And my man, Andrew Bachelor, a.k.a. King Batch. And we all talked about the movie Float. Please check out the movie Float wherever you can, whether it be in select theaters, all types of ways on On Demand, February 9th, 2024. Check it out. Trust me. If you like me, you're a football fan, you need to calm that down a little bit. You want to have a nice little quiet uh, time with the, uh, with the missus. If you're like me, watch the movie Float. Trust me, it's pretty good. It's a nice romantic type. Uh, well, it's a romantic drama. It's kind of a comedy. It's a nice romantic movie. I want to thank um, Sharon Lee, Michelle Kuzik, and King Bash for dropping by. And um, chopping up with him for just a quick second. But if you're still in the podcast mood, I need you to check out my buddies at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Wherever podcasts can be found, Act Accordingly with Bash and Z. So when you see them, uh, uh, you know what? I don't even want to put it on Bash and Z. It's Bash Z, the great, yes, the great DJ M80. And if you really wish upon a star, you cross your fingers, you make that wish, you hug your nearest neighbor, you may get AJ. Yes, producer extraordinaire AJ. And if you can, that's who they, that's who I want you all to see. Those are my guys. Please check them out. At Act Accordingly with Bash and Z. With that said, we're about to wrap it up here. But all things 
For later to Just Talking with Sam podcast can be found at Just Talking with Sam, no G and Talking. Just Talking with Sam, no G and Talking. Or your home for everything, our website, samshownation.com. And if you're wondering, you can always email the show at Just Talking with Sam, no G and Talking at gmail.com. Just Talking with Sam, uh, no G and Talking on Facebook and Instagram. samshownation.com. Or Sam Show Eleven on a Twitter, aka X. Uh, I don't know what to call it at this point, but it all it is all right there. Check us out on our social media. Check us out, or you can email the show, or you can go for your home for everything related to the po- podcast at samshownation.com. Please check out my good people. The movie is called Float. I thank them so much for jumping by the podcast. Float, February 9th. 2024 in select theaters and on streaming services nearby as for me i will see you guys next time peace out people